0: Um, we mourn and we still do. I mean, from finding out the news yesterday um, till today, you know, a lot of us are still um, thinking about him and thinking about how um, we, we're missing out maybe on, on on some of what he could have given us, what he had left to give us. Um, but we are thankful for so many memories, and that's why, I brought in, of course, uh, our La Lao Head to get us started in, in remembering our Colt Brennan. You probably see La Lao Head already all plastered all over TV <laughs> already. Um, but that's for a good reason. He's been a, a fan for so long, and he has seen um, the triumphs, the the defeats, the the in-betweens, um, and he has remained faithful. And um, Colt Brennan is one of those figures for all UH faithful that he'll always be a legend to us. And now he is immortalized. Um, but brother Shane,
1: welcome to the show. Hey, aloha brother Wayne. Thanks for having me, my man.
0: What was uh, your initial thoughts when you found out about
1: Colt's passing? Oh, well, what a way to wake up in the morning, man. Cause like, um, you know, we were talking about it earlier that morning and, I don't. Uh, I kind of sleep in. I'm not a morning person, so the first thing I usually do is turn on my work phone because my personal phones on this do not disturb mode. I turn on my work phone, and then all of a sudden, my work phone is going crazy with these notification noises: ding, 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 ding. I was like, "What the heck?" I was like, "Oh no, what's happening? What's happening at work? Another change, or what? What is wrong? Something? My shift is changing, or..." And then it was just all my coworkers saying, "Hey, go printed this, go printed that." I was like, "What the heck?" And like, like we're talking about roller coaster rides, you know, from yeah. that national championship Saturday to losing your hero a couple of days later. It's like, whoa, what kind of craziness is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was it was pretty nerve wracking to say the least.
0: When you think about um, Colt's career and his uh, the memories that of of him wearing the uniform and being on the field, what what stands out to you the most
1: about his career? For you, Ooh, what stands out most about his career? Well, we all know the stats. Mm-hmm. We all know that he took us to the promised land. And like how you mentioned before, I've been a fan since I was seven years old. I've seen the Jeff Duvas. I've seen the Garrett, Gary Allens, the, the Niconogas, the Walter Marys. Uh, we had so many stars, you know, Chad Owens, but Colt Brennan was, yeah. he's the one that led us to the promised land. He changed the landscape of the program forever. Yeah. And that's why he's the goat. He's, he's the goat. And although he's been through recent struggles, I don't see him in that light. He he he's my hero. He brought so much joy to me. He brought so much excitement. He brought the state together. During that during the years he was here, I've never seen so many People wearing UH shirts, showing so much pride for the programs, going to the games. It's like, oh, the only bad thing about the popularity of Colt was during the tailgates. If you had to go make shishi, <laughs> the line for the porta potties <laughs> was like fifty people long. You had to strategically yeah. plan your piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: That's right. I mean, we we, we... Take for granted now, I guess, the fact that we can easily get go make shishi or like yeah, timeouts, exactly. not even like between <laughs> halftime or something, like just time timeouts can just run. Uh huh. Be like, oh, that was quite easy, um, to uh-huh. get through that mess. But, um, nonetheless, we are in this time, too, where a rainbow warrior, um, program is experiencing, um, at least the football team, um, some shifts and some good shifts, uh, obviously, Coach Graham. A- <laughs> playing upon the success that he had last year. But uh, when you look at that, that era and it just could be me, but it seems like uh, when I go back and look at tapes and stuff and the crowd, I'm like, Hey, where are these people stay now? You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> you know, what do we do? I don't know. Is it just me? Cause I don't think it's just me because I think the numbers don't lie either. Um, mm-hmm. but Colt had a way of igniting the crowd. Um, and we might have some players on the team now that can do that same thing, um, but what what important um, and how important do you think it is that uh, we look at the critical mass of the fan base and just say like where do we start to where where, where are we in emergency mode already You know what I mean? Crisis.
1: No. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Well, I mean, and we we talked about it in the past about how. Um, okay. The games that we're going... Oh, sorry, reason. sorry. No, you're good. Uh, That's right. The games that we're recently had, like that San Diego State game where we're playing for uh, a chance to go to the Mountain West Championship game, but we had what, like 20,000 fans. And so we've been in big games, but I guess the the popularity of Colt and this, the way we are ranked and the every game was on the line. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what intrigued the fan base. And I guess being in a stadium where there's forty thousand fans, uh it's a lot more fun. The experience is more enjoyable when there's only like fifteen thousand and the stadium looks (laughs) looks kind of dead.
3: Social distance
1: but exactly. And now like how you say emergency mode. Like everybody keeps asking me, hey, so what? Hey, going to the game, you're going to the game. It's like I don't know if the the, the TC chain gonna be finished on time. I don't know if they're gonna allow fans. I don't know if I'm gonna be uh it in, in the cut to get a ticket. Uh, I don't know. I just hope that they they figure out something soon or at least announce to us fans and season ticket holders what the plan is because I, I I don't know. But you know I'm there. I'm there no matter what. I, I'm there if I have to sit on that hill. You know how the people were sitting on the hill to watch the baseball game. I, I just wanna see live <laughs> sports. Yeah, do everything. Whatever I can do.
4: See.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, now that we are, I'm sorry, my mic was kind of a little mahal, Justin, for that. Um, now that we are kind of getting to a point where, uh, you know, in 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 the in terms of the entire program, it's like I feel like we're getting some momentum, and it was so exciting. I, I just came back from Ohio myself and had a great time there. Obviously, just being there to see a national championship was amazing, but uh, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to even think about that now, honestly. Everything is, is kind of a blur right now, but. Uh, when you think about just the highs and the lows of this program, where do you set? Like, um, you know, what what is what 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 does this Colts passing kind of um, do to the program, or how can it inspire us? Maybe.
1: Well, I don't like. Well, hats off to the men's volleyball team. I mean, bringing home that national championship. I mean, that was that was amazing, and that to see. You know that drive-through parade thingy, and then the the turnout for their trolley parade that they're having today—it's—it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I hope the other programs. I'm sure it's motivating them to to reach that you know pinnacle. Because oh, imagine if the football team had won a championship like that. Oh my god! Oh, Oh definitely. I mean, volley volleyball is no small a volleyball championship is no small task but we all know football is the of course the money maker or the of program course. driver right so well the thing that's funny um, now it's
0: like with the new stadium um volleyball potentially has a chance to ha- have more fans even average exactly. higher attendance just because they the football exactly. stadium is probably only going to be about 9,000. so it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see um how these changes affect uh the future of the program um but you know what are some other special memories i know colt was really important to you you're wearing the 15 number 15 shirt uh you have the most uh, incredible or you're up there with the most incredible array of uh paraphernalia of any <laughs> fan out there and um you even make some of your own and gifted me some before so thank <laughs> you for that um but, yeah to colt must have been really important because you you still have kept a lot of the stuff from when he was playing which is now like 15 years ago already
1: oh yeah and then like my prize possession is well I, of course i got my personalized little uh oh what do i do this <laughs> yeah oh wow uh, that's cool says share, wow, right that is but nice. then my prize my prize possession is this uh it's a game-worn uh, helmet, and wow. I pimped it out. I pimped wow. it out for Brennan style, yeah, with the uh, little... With, Wait, you know how he his had his little mask? No, no, it's actually a game-worn... Okay. What is the damn camera on here? Game-worn helmet, but uh, by a UH player, I don't know who it was, but then I, I ended up buying you know, all the stickers and stuff to pimp it out to make it like his... 15, I love so. it.
0: That's what I think about. You know, when I talked, I asked, like, you know, what, what, what comes to mind when you think about Cole? It's those stickers on the helmet and how he's like that yeah. he's being flung around the field, and that's kind of the image I have. I think if anything is made in his honor, any kind of official image, like his um, Jumpman logo or something, it would have to include uh-huh. like that helmet, just because he looked like an astronaut or something, like a, exactly. a from the future out there with that helmet on. And I thought
1: that was pretty he looks- cool. He looked super cool. Like, I I don't know if he was the one that started that you know that Oakley mm-hmm. face shield and just the way he would come out that all white with his sleeves, but wow. he had so much swag. That guy <laughs> he had like, a lot of swag. That's for a, sure. Yo, sure. I was like, this guy is too much.
0: Yeah. And Yoni says, cleanest quarterback it's... with a visor. So the visor, too. Yeah, that added to it a lot.
1: Yeah. It's like so sick. And then he had that, you know, there that's why I even bought the, he had that, um, you know, the chin strap, the thick yep. chin strap thing. Yep. And yep. it's like, oh, this guy, bro. So awesome. And that's why listening to all these uh friends and former players and coaches talk about him, they. They mentioned his charisma. He had so much charisma. He knew how to gel with his teammates, like yeah. how, how I posted that video about how he took some classes just so yeah. that he could gel with his offensive line, call audibles to his offensive line. And that that guy, he he was not only uh, talented on the field, but he knew how to use his talents to to help the team be successful obviously you know of course yeah yeah
0: i think you're you said it right i mean he knew how to use his his allure to to bring recognition to our program Mm -hmm. to bring uh awareness to the lacking of in some of the accommodations for the players well some schools like Oregon, yeah, you can like, have like underwater treadmills and, and stuff. You know, it's like crazy. <laughs> and then uh, over here, we barely get treadmills, like the kind of outside of water kind. So, yeah. you know, there, that's the discrepancies. But he chose that. Obviously, leaving Colorado and coming out of Saddleback, um, he, life could have gone a lot of different ways for Colt. But I was really impressed with uh, when he came and how much uh, maturity he showed in, in leading us. and. Mm-hmm. Um, becoming our captain. But I know you got to get going. So what what is one final thought you might want to leave with us with Colt?
1: Uh, one final thought. I just want to say, you know, my heartfelt condolences go out to the Brennan Ohana, to all his fans, his friends, and uh, Warrior Nation. We just got to be strong, man. Remember, remember the good. Remember all the good that he did for this program, man. And let's just support one another, and just realize that life is precious, that's right. and we just gotta love one another, man, and just lift each other up, every time that's and right. when you see somebody that needs help, reach out, yes. reach out, even though they don't want your help, just keep reaching out, just make them, make them aware that you're there. That's that's all, and that's all I wanna say is that if anybody. Sees La La Head and if you don't know me, hey, come up, introduce. I would love to meet Yeah other uh, warrior nation. Yeah, we, we all love each other. Of I mean course, you guys are my fam. Yeah. I wouldn't have met you, Wayne, if no. it wasn't for of right course. UH. And you're no. one of you're one of the best guys I've ever met, oh, so wow, thank you. So much love to you. Much love to you. And and just to cope I just wanna leave with this about how how much um stardom to me he had so it's just kind of a small crazy story but we're in the taco bell drive-through and i was next in line to order and i was just doing something on i don't know what i was doing i was reading something or something and i just i heard the guy the car in front of me ordering his food i was like hey I just heard, <laughs> "Oh, can I get two tall?" Whatever I heard, I said, "Hey, that's us go, Brandon!" <laughs> I just do by just five words, and then I go, "Hey, go!" <laughs> oh, and he looked back like, and said, <laughs> "So, I
3: was like,
1: oh, that's so awesome, though, man. <laughs> Just that's just mm. the kind of effect he had on me. I was just like a fanboy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. we were all fanboys. It's funny because
0: uh, there was <laughs> a, a thing that K. N did where, um. They're like making fun of somebody, and Colt Brennan. He has a very distinct voice too, right? So yes, yes, you know, he's part of all the jokes, and you know that that just makes you know that that goes to show how, like you said, he had his he had a great relationship with his teammates, and he could have a joke, and he could laugh, and he could um be a leader and serious at the same time, and he led us to the BCS, and we'll always remember that season in Mm -hmm. 2007. But Mahalo Shane for joining us, and we're gonna have thank you, Bill. Brother Sean is gonna join us. We'll talk to you soon, Aloha. Aloha. Okay. Peace. We're gonna have Brother Sean Ayman is gonna join us. I am I'll try and shrink you. Sorry Sean. I I am you're you're like really big right now, but that's because like I'm bringing in people like um Can you hear me now?
2: Hey, what's up, Wayne?
0: Oh can you can you use um uh, okay, as long as you can hear me, but um yeah, it's fine. If you have um, the kind, um, that's fine, speaker. Um, as, can you hear me fine? Sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So, today we're talking about, obviously, the man, Cole Brennan. Um, you know, he's a guy you were, you've been following for a long time. Even after he left, Sean has been a faithful fan of Cole Brennan. And following him on social media and, you know, being somebody that um, he, uh, you know, the effect that he had on Sean clearly look at Sean's perfect like Sean and Shane I'm just so impressive what they have the kind of stuff they have is so cool right. and um Sean's putting up there some of his cards and stuff um but there you go you got some of that that era's the swag of the era I love our, our unis from the era I'm sporting the post that the, right after hey. Coleman, the uh, first Under Armour um, it's just no qual- comment on that one right now, but you know, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll always think of Colt, of the Nike era of Cole Brennan. Um, but you are, you got the, you got the Jersey too. Sean is a man. He has so much cool stuff. Um, but why is Cole Brennan
2: so special to you, Sean? He was so good. He was the best quarterback to ever play at this university. And like I said yesterday, like, I would pick him over any quarterback, and not just at the University of Hawaii. Like, I would take him over anybody. Him in our our run-and-shoot system, magical. He's. I would take him over Tebow, Vince Young, John Elway. Like, I'll, I'll go to war with
1: him.
0: You know, something about Colt, like, when he's on the field, he, you're right, he is kind of like um... – a guy, you know, a soldier in a way where he's with, um, in alignment with his, his, his team. And he seemed to be so in sync. And Keone mentioned best receiver core. Mm-hmm. And they were a great core receiver. So we're not going to undermine the talent. But there was something like telepathic also that Colt had with his receivers. Like he could call like, um, you know, backyard routes. Like audible them live. I mean, he, just because he had a sixth sense of where you know the db's how they would play some of his receivers or how jason Rivers could just burn a guy down the field um but what was it about colt like when you say one of the best to ever play for us um also one of, i mean stats aside what what do you think made colt
2: so special well 70% career completion percentage like our guy right now <laughs> he's barely he's barely breaking well, well,
0: 50 stats aside though I mean because yes the stats are important but what do you think about else about Colt when you watched him play because you saw him with your own eyes and people were talking about Sean what was it about Colt because you were at most of those games too uh, if not all of them um, but so yeah. what, what? what is your memory of seeing him on the field um, play
2: well he just had so much aloha for the state you know uh, he didn't just walk the walk he, he talked it Uh I think after, right after we accepted the uh, Sugar Bowl bid, they had that event at Cook Field where right. they were going to do autographs.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And uh, that thing was jammed because everybody wanted that Christmas present of, you know, Colt Brennan's autograph, you know, leading up to the Sugar Bowl. Oh, yeah. So I think he just, you remember that? He, he stayed out there yeah. for just hours.
0: He was there for hours. so long. I mean, it was so impressive. Just I mean, just how many people came out as well, just that he would attract that many people, yeah. but that he would reward them. I mean, yeah. it's like he felt obligated to be out there. And he he didn't, and he shouldn't have, because that's not what college kids are there for. They're not there to sign autographs for hours. They don't get paid at all. Um, but like what we, we talked about, and that would be a, a, a theme about Cole Brennan as well, is that the money was never something... That he um, was interested in, and um, clearly, you know, of course, he deserved to have soap in the showers, if um, you know, and something All that right. he brought to our attention. But Colt was very selfless as well, and he was somebody that um, was a team guy for for somebody that um, had the name, the recognition to rise above. Um, he was obviously sixth, and then third in the Heisman vote. Um, And I remember seeing him stand up there. I was just as proud. And, you know, seeing Marcus Mariota from being from Hawaii obviously made me very proud. But um, having Colt there and representing our school and seeing our school's name up there where that lay. And I was like, oh, this Tebow guy. But, you know, like it it was cool (laughs) to see um, the school in that room at the Downtown Athletic Club in New York and uh, be – You know, recognized with the likes of the Florida Gators um, and and obviously at the Sugar Bowl, that was something, too, which was really cool because I know you have to be there as well. Um, But just talk about UH on the national level and that recognition that Cole Brennan brought.
2: Well, he just brought us to a level that we had never been before, and it's because he came back. Mm -hmm. Like, I think almost anybody else would have left. They would have just cashed out their chips. I'm out. You know, see you guys later. Yeah. I'm gonna take care of me and
5: yeah. take yeah. care
2: of my ohana, but that's what's different about Colt. Is he came back, and I think that's why we love him so much is because because he did it for us. He he came back, and uh, that's part of why we we just we love him because he he took us on that ride. We wouldn't have gone to the Sugar Bowl without him. You know, I, I used to watch the Sugar Bowl as a as a kid. And I just thought, oh, well, wouldn't it be cool if we ever played in this game? And, you know, like a couple of years later, we're, we were there in NOLA. So
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a couple crazy. years later, and a couple of years later, we're, we're wondering if we can ever get close. And that's just the difficulty of making it that far. You know, you can't take it for granted. You can't take anything for granted. At this school that just finally won a team championship it, since 1987, a national yeah. championship, shows you how difficult it is. I mean, we've seen Fresno State, we've seen UC Irvine, we've seen Big West schools win team national championships just in the time that we've been in the Big West. So um, to, to say how difficult it is to make it that hard, far in any sport, but clearly in football, is, is amazing. And Colt, um, you know, it took Colt, it took a lot of these players who gave up, who sacrificed going to bigger teams and um, <clears throat> sacrificed what could have been, obviously for Colt, had he left after his junior year, he would have. <clears throat> excuse me. He would have um, possibly gone to second round. June Jones said that he got a second. round. I mean, regardless of that, yeah. because that's that he, he could have not got drafted at all. Because I don't even want to speculate, but there is talk. Well, that that that's Colt what the speculation was. It was
2: yeah. he, he got a first to third round grade. Yeah. So I, I don't see how he came back. Like I would have been gone. I was like, peace, I'm out, see you guys later.
0: <laughs> but what was it, you think, what, it, what, what what was it about the announcement? Talk about that, what, were you surprised, what were you thinking? Well,
2: I mean, there was all this tension leading up to it, and then I think, I remember that day, because there was just so much tension, and then it kind of got out in the morning that there, the word was he was going to come back, and as mm-hmm. soon as you saw him at the press conference, you know, he was not wearing a tie, Yeah, he was... He was wearing slippers, right?
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, you knew he was coming back. Yeah, you know, and he pounded the the podium, and he's coming back for his senior season, and it and it was on.
0: Well, now that um, we have um, the late Cole Brandon, it's so weird to say that. Um, what do you think? His legacy ultimately will be, because you know, Shane says I am only going to remember like you know the playing days and you know the stuff that we, we we got to see on the field. But what do you think ultimately will be Cole Brandon's
2: legacy? The greatest player in this program's history. You know, uh, he loved this place and this place loved him. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't from here, but he got it. He got he got the Aloha spirit and. You know, he, he was he was great. He yeah. was great. I'm so glad you got to interview him because that was so good. Such a deep dive into him. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was doing good at that point. So I'm so glad you got to do that.
0: Yeah, and I'm thankful that you were a part of that and, and helping to secure him on the show because he, um, you know, left us some words and some questions. Because can you imagine if we're like, man, I wish I could have asked him this question. I wish I could have said something, one more thing. So...
1: I'm, well, I'm, yeah,
2: going out of that interview, there were so many questions or things that you kind of – you. we talked around, and you put yeah, all these stories. Yeah, of course. And he just, yeah. he just yeah. shed light on it. He, he did. It was a spotlight, and you did such a great job. Thank you. I appreciate You're, that. You did such a great job with that.
0: And I encourage everybody to go and watch it. It's on Facebook. It's on YouTube um, and the Hawaii Sports Fans channel. I, I'm going to make it a podcast, but um, – he was upbeat you know we talk about colt Brennan like his good and bad days especially people talk about like after right his accident and everything i mean like we caught him on a good day too right and i think we made him even better and that was nice to see that light
2: yeah yeah and i the, the you know uh shout out and condolences to the Brennan yeah, ohana for sure uh yeah we, we feel for you guys <sighs> you know we love your son we did. Yesterday and, was rough. It was. Um, like I, think... I did the post on IG. I, <laughs> I was crying, and I, I, just, I had to. It took me an hour to cut and paste to Twitter and Facebook because yeah. I, I, just, I couldn't type it again. Yeah, it was. I, it's I, couldn't, hard. I couldn't. I couldn't do it.
0: Seeing it on the ESPN Bottom Line was like crazy. Seeing it like, seeing it like it real, making it real. Um, but some people, let's go to some of the comments. Uh, Mahalo Jonah Mahalo for being here. Uh, Keone says the run shoe was unstoppable. And yes, there is no way. We've never gone back to the way that was that was run back then. And, you know, truly it was a machine. Uh, Jenny says truly selfless. Cave says bleed green 15. That's right. And we also are saying retire 15. Uh, retire, Absolutely. we want to see the number 15 retired once and for all. Justin Lopez says I remember his first game against USC. I do as well. I'm sure a lot of us remember a pick six that he threw as well, um, and you know, it was a welcome to the big league, but um, I got to see him the week after at Michigan State, and that was a game mm-hmm. I got to talk about him with him and his first start. Um, uh, Keone says, rest in paradise. Yes, we truly believe that he's peacefully um, resting right now in paradise. Um, Kelly talks about the blonde hair with the Hawaiian Islands was an iconic look. Um, do you remember that? Being in the ESPN the magazine Absolutely. as well? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I loved it. And, you know, I I, I hate to say it, but Cole McDonald kind of <laughs> one up them on that with the tattoos. Oh, wow. But, you know, wow. uh, he was the originator, though. He was. He was the originator. He was. And name. I just got to say that June Jones's version of the run and shoot is, like, hands down the best, you know. Yeah. Like, that was the – it was the pinnacle of Hawaii football.
0: Yeah, it was. <clears throat> I think um... – Having Colt Brennan um, on the team, having those guys, that was a perfect storm of having that much talent. But Colt was well, yeah. truly stood apart.
2: Just the way he came here, you know the stories about you know if June Jones saying if you're the guy I think you are, you're you know you're gonna take over this team and lead us yeah. to to the promised land.
0: Well, now uh, June Jones and um, I'm sure a lot who are close to him, we we, we send our condolences to them because they knew Colt best. And we were grateful and, and lucky to be able to um, get closer to him a little bit, you know, at, 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 towards the, the lighter part of his life. But um, truly we were um, really delighted and exhilarated that day to just hear from him. And I remember as, as fans of the program, you know, we've... Um, We've had all these burning questions, and I'm glad you're a part of it. You got to ask some questions, and that was just exciting. But mahalo, Sean, mm-hmm. for joining us, and um am sure we'll have you again soon. Aloha. There's Aloha. a Sugar Bowl ticket. <laughs> that was a great game, the Sugar Bowl uh, in Louisiana. He led New us Orleans, there. Viena. And he did. He let He did lead us there. Um, that was uh, an amazing game still I mean I, I blocked out most of it because obviously um you know uh the score was not great or on our side but he did lead us to that game so I'm glad you still have the ticket I have mine not
2: there.
0: um well you just remember that um you know our team leading on the field with the Hawaiian flag that was cool and seeing them um you know just play the likes of Georgia and and see um, all of our fans and their fans, and that was cool. All right, the, the Hawaii Pono'i, that was so. Oh, so that was awesome. cool. The Hawaii Pono'i, and we tried to do that again in volleyball, but it was too hard. But we did sing it after the game, and that's just a, a cool. That's a great tradition that um, I think Hawaii fans we need to do even more of because it's uh, it's cool that so many people know our state anthem, and, and you know it means so much to us. All the way. All right, Mahalo, Sean. Thanks for being there. We're gonna bring on our boy Ryan. Uh, so I'm gonna un- ask him to start his video and unmute himself because he's going to uh, join us now. And um, are you there? Oh, can what's up, okay? Ryan? How are you? I can hear you. How you been, bro? Okay.
4: Good man.
0: What are your um, What you're have right been? Your thoughts been like these last couple of days? Or-
4: uh, it's been, are you switching over video right now?
0: Oh, okay. um, yeah. Can you see me? Is it okay? Yeah.
4: Okay. Cool. No, I've got, a, uh, have got your zoom and the Facebook on at the same time. So it's a, it's a little confusing for a yeah, second. Yeah,
0: it is a little bit off.
4: Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we had that phone call yesterday. Um, that was, that was pretty tough with, uh, you know, you and I, we, uh, just sharing some memories and yeah. some moments there with that. Um, yeah, it, it it hit me, I think I was, not that I was the one that, you know, wanted to break the news, but I think I was one of the first that kind of posted in our group on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was just tough to just, yeah, I mean, I can't believe it even happened, you know. Um, it's still a little numbness, I'd say. Because, um, yeah, I mean, growing up as, as a fan, and, and I've been a fan, I've been going to games, as you know, since before I turned one. Um, yeah. You know, Aloha Stadium in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went to almost every single game. Uh, you know, my Christmas present, that we talked about this, I think, last year, about a year ago. But, like, my Christmas present was uh, Sugar Bowl tickets. Oh, and oh. I kind of got lucky okay. because uh, aunt and uncle couldn't go. And then I literally, I was in Hawaii for Christmas. And I'm pretty sure, I like, my flight was, like, Hawaii to L.A. to Dallas to New Orleans. Oh, my gosh, and, yeah. Yeah, just went out there, um, had a, my my, my roommate from college went with me. We stayed with a couple of friends that lived in uh, New Orleans, which was really cool. Have our first crawfish <laughs> yeah, for the first I had time. Yeah, a
0: lot of my first in New so, Orleans uh, for sure.
4: Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know, that whole experience. But, yeah, I mean, Colt, following him, you know, as he came on the run and shoot, uh, you know, coming from when I played in high school from a spread offense, you know, it mm. was kind of cool to see Hawaii do something like that you know, a lot of college teams and, you know, still in the pros, right? You've got a pro set with a tight end and stuff. And then seeing someone just light up and actually, Hey, we're going to throw for four or 500 yards a game. Uh, yeah, it was, (laughs) it was really cool to see over those years and, you know, not something that we hadn't seen something like that since, you know, the Rolo, you know, Mm -hmm. like that December, 2001 game against BYU. Right. No, Yeah. We haven't
0: seen anything like that. I mean, and (laughs) We're talking with Ryan Sue. Uh, Ryan, uh, interesting <laughs> because Ryan grew up in Hawaii and then he made a detour to the dirty south in uh, Dallas, <laughs> Texas, and became a Dallas Texan and played in a giant stadium, which is going to be much larger than the on-campus stadium. Um, yeah. Played, uh... His high school stadium will be. Um, of course, it's Texas, but um you know so, like you said a lot of that was revolutionized and and you know you you are mm-hmm. part of that era too we're about the same age i'm the same age as Colt. i'm the same exact age as him and um, yeah. it's weird to see you know obviously somebody passed that's the same age as me but um um you know we we're part of that era too or you know UH, uh and football in general was starting to um embrace these wacky offenses right
4: hmm yeah uh i mean we started uh Basically, it's kind of funny because, you know, I have told this story to a few people. My high school coach was the quarterback's coach for our uh, Todd Graham at Pittsburgh for a year. <laughs> so okay. it was, yeah, small world with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we he brought, uh, you know, the spread offense to us in high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were, uh, yeah, kind of a powerhouse in high school. I mean, we got a brand-new stadium in 2001 that had 12,000 seats in it. I think they upped it to, like, 18,000 now. So I, I think we're hoping for 10 this year <laughs> for yeah, UH.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I know. Exactly. Well, I think it says round nine yeah. is said so far. So
4: yeah. we'll see. Uh, but, you yeah, know, if, if we can get some sort of fans in, I, I know that, you know, the players and, and the staff and everyone there would, you know, just – it would be amazing just to have that period right now. Um, you know, as important sports are right now, as you know, you know being able to go to a, a national championship for volleyball like that mm-hmm. – uh, you know, I've been lucky, you know, Texas has been a little more open, but I, you know, I got to go to a stars game the past couple of months. And yeah. even though they're limited at 4,000 seats, uh, you know, just to be there for live sports. Right. I think it's yeah. really important. Um, you know, not you know, to get into the mental health side.
0: Yeah, but, of course for your mental yeah. health, obviously a, a, a big topic mm-hmm. surrounding, um, Colt and something we talked about when I interviewed him last time, uh, I, I went straight in with it and we had a good discussion, <laughs> but you know, um, that'll be something next year, opening up on the stadium and, you know, uh, hopefully honoring Colt. You know, hopefully, how can we make Colt yeah. a permanent fixture? How do we immortalize him properly? Um, and, you know, I have, I mean, I think a, st- a statue would be hard <laughs> because a lot of people would, you know, a lot of people will, We'll push back on spending too much, I think, on, you know, just because of Colt and off the field. And some people are still, Mm -hmm. have some bitterness towards what happened in Kona. And we send our aloha to the victim uh, of that as well because of the accident Colt was a part of. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we know that, obviously, um, you know, Colt wasn't going to hide from anything. That's one thing about him. He was, like, very open. He wasn't, like trying to and he was open about his struggles towards the end and open with his fans and um you know how important do you see you seeing athletes come out and talk about mental health more now Dak, um just a lot of different players and um Mm -hmm. because i gotta get a dallas reference obviously um (laughs) but you know what 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 do you how do you how do you think that is affecting the game
4: uh i i think it's huge um i think that it's you know for for people to come out and, and talk about some of the struggles they've gone through and mm. you know it's tough because you'll see some people comment oh you know you can't be depressed if you've got a hundred million dollars and yeah. you know of course you can exactly i of think course, that yeah. you know no matter who you are uh you know, whether you're a billionaire whether you're someone who's struggling week to week i mean yes we all deal with it um yeah, I, I think that, you know, one of the cool things about Colt is, uh, you know, when I would converse with him one-on-one and stuff, whether it be Instagram or whatnot, he'd always be like, yeah, you know, hey, today, you know, kind of had a rough day, but I'm getting better. Or, you know, hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, he, uh, you know, you read some of that stuff with him. It was always, you know, like the guys before me talked about, it was always about the fans, and he always had the extra time. Um, or He didn't always have the extra time, but he tried to give it as much as he could. You know, so he was always someone who – you know, would respond, and uh, I think that helped him, too, you know, it uh, it was his way of saying, hey, this is how I can give back um, yeah. to these people, to the fans, to the community, to the state, and, uh, you know, but, yeah, I mean, getting back to that, you know, the mental health thing is, is really important. I think that uh, it's good when professional athletes are talking about it and, and telling people, hey, it's, you know, there's nothing to feel bad about if you're, you know, need to talk to a professional. Um, obviously, Colt went through over the past, decade you know a lot of different things you know pushing through uh rehab yeah. and
6: mm-hmm.
4: um you know yeah it's it, it's slowly getting there uh, but i do think that the uh the availability i, I hope gets there um i do have mm-hmm. a f- few friends who you know have become licensed uh psychologists and whatnot and, and been through school and whatnot and and mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of growth uh, you know which is good uh, yeah. I, I think it's pretty important
0: well, I think it's extremely important, especially now as we're seeing um, suicides. We're seeing players talk about more about battles with you know head injuries or mm-hmm. or whatever. It's 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 a struggle, and I know for people just playing in in, in Pop Warner in high school. I mean, the amount of hits yeah. the kids taking, you know, are, can have that effect on you later in life.
4: Yeah, I mean, they had that. Uh, I think it was just yesterday some video was posted that like USA Football was condemning because it was it was a like a. I don't know, two seven, eight year old kids doing a head to head, you know, drill. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, and and this it, is going for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was definitely, you know, coaching is almost, it's, it's just like teaching, you know, and it's, Hey, you know, doing the right thing, just starting young. And, and it comes to, um, you know, just being technical and what you're doing and how you're teaching. Um, You know, I was lucky that you know, with my high school, we learned so much on technique and you know what to do, what not to do. Uh, I mean, but even me, I've had a a few concussions in my uh, decent career as far as football goes. Um, So yeah, I mean, you you know, you kind of worry sometimes about those long term effects. I mean, I, yeah, I remember one kickoff return. Yeah, I you know, caught it, ran, and just got, you know, mm-hmm. blindsided, mm-hmm. and I asked my coach what the score was, like, three times in a row, and he's like, yep, you're sitting down, you're out for the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
0: good that he so, even asked, I mean, even if you look at yeah. people talking about playing in the 70s, 60s, it's like, mm-hmm. you just, like, get water or something if they let you do that. Yeah, you that.
4: get water, you get, uh, if you get knocked out, they get, you know, smelling salts, and then you're, like, back in the next, you know, series or whatnot, right? Um, but no, I think it's definitely gotten a lot better, you know, we had a... You know, not just on the concussion side, but like dehydration. You know, when I was in middle school, high school, there were, it was unfortunate, but there were a lot of kids that were just dying and it was, or not a lot, but a decent amount to, you know, create some national news on just dehydration because, you know, I can understand the mental side of, you know, hey, your coaches, are trying to push your players, but, you know, we just, it was kind of that era where, hey, we had to like stop it and, you know, from coaches over pushing, right? Mhm. So yeah, that was that well, was crazy, but that was that was the switch around when I was playing in middle school and high school.
0: Now that um you know, Colt we um have uh you know, um been got the confirmation from his family that he was able to pass peacefully around them at least. That was kind of something that we know was nice, um, for him mm-hmm. to be surrounded. Um, but you know, with Colt and his his issues with mental health and how he's been open and frank about how it's affected his relationship with his family, you know, what do you think is the best way for kids, especially who, you know, I think for my... I can't speak, we're about the same generation. Our parents are like boomers. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And, you know, boomers are not the best at communicating. Sorry if you're a boomer watching this. Um, it's true. <laughs> and, um, you know, but... That's one thing I think was kind of um, was cool, like his parents and his sister and how they've been surrounding him and been open with him. Um, but, you know, what are some things that you're seeing or maybe how the just this generation has been different with their approach?
4: I think it's been – the approach I think it's tough because, you know, there, there's amazing things about social media, and then I think at the same time it's absolutely horrible uh, when it comes to communication.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. did we lose Ryan or did I lose him I think we have to well we might have to bring in Russ Let's see if we can get Russ in I think we lost Ryan uh, I don't know if you can all hear me still out there um, but uh, yeah I think Colt taught us a lot he taught us about um, how important it was to um, you know have uh, the services of your family and friends to support you through, um, you know, what is a real difficult time. You know, sometimes when you are uh, living in that dark place, and Colt was very open about that. And I bring on a guy who's on the field. If you go to any away game, he's you basically see him on the field, um, and he's shooting pictures. Uh, you see a lot of his photos in, in the articles used by Nicola for the. Um, the website, but this is Russ Cannon. Um, and aloha, Russ, and welcome.
3: Hey, Wayne. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: And there again, the guy who's got his cave, his Colt Brennan cave going. You got the Colt Brennan jersey on. You got one. I, I love it. I mean, there's some cult mania. Um, but just talk about what, why you love Colt Brennan so much.
3: Well, you know, when he came to the program, I think it was 2005, I, I got a phone call from... Uh, a friend that was on the coaching staff at the time and said, hey I can't wait for you to check out this new guy we got from California named called Brennan. Uh, we got high expectations for him. I didn't know anything about him at the time. I met him uh, his first year there uh, on the sidelines and uh, you know just really loved the guy. yeah uh, love watching him play love talking to him. Uh, got to know his parents Perry and Betsy a little bit along the way. You know, back in those days, my, my girls were young. I used to bring my girls to all the games, yeah. and they would watch as well. They loved, <laughs> cool. You know Savannah. You've met yep. Savannah. I don't yep. know if you've met Tyler. But, um, uh, they loved Colt Brennan. Um, the guy was amazing. He was a magician on the field. Um, I'm just grateful um, that he played for Hawaii and that uh, I had an opportunity to photograph him on the sidelines and uh, have a small part uh, in that. Um, do you remember your him. first time meeting him i beg your pardon do you
0: remember the first time you met him colt
3: i, I do i do uh, i don't remember which which game it was but um i remember i just uh, approached him pre-game and, and uh, introduced myself to him and and um uh, told him what i do for, you know as far as uh, photos and everything and uh he just said hey man it's good to meet you i'm glad you're here and and uh he went on to warm-ups but uh you know talked to him many times and you know along the way in his three years at uh Mm -hmm. um i'll never forget him nobody will ever forget him he's a legend he's an icon Mm -hmm. uh he's uh he's a hawaiian treasure he'll always be known as a, a son of hawaii yes and he brought so much to the program he was the face of the program and uh to be honest with you wayne i mean i've been shooting college football for 25 years. Um, in my in my opinion, and I, I may be a little biased here, but um, he's the greatest college quarterback I've ever seen play. Wow. Hands
0: down. Wow. I mean, he was that- hard to disagree with that. What was it about Cole? Not the numbers, but what, what was it about him that just set him apart?
3: Well, you know, he just had that gift from God, that athletic ability. Um, his his accuracy was just incredible. I mean, I don't remember exactly the percentage of how accurate he was, but I'm sure he was one of the uh, highest accuracy rates in college back then, maybe still today. Um, yeah. His passes was there. He could throw it on a rope. He could throw long. He could throw short. He could improvise. He could run. Yeah. He could scramble. He was the complete package. He did it all. And he, Like I said earlier, I was talking to someone else, I said he brought so much to the game that uh, no matter what, no matter what, Hawaii always had a chance to win with Colt Brennan because you just never knew what this kid was going to do. He he could pull off some amazing stunts and get away from from would-be tacklers and just make incredible passes. one of my favorite games, uh, that San Jose game, I think was 07, maybe. Mm-hmm. Triple overtime, I think, or overtime. Mm-hmm. It was pouring down rain. You know, high winds. It was cold. My, my girls were begging me to take them back to the hotel. And I <laughs> I told my kids. They were in ponchos. You know, it was pouring down rain. I said, I said, you, you can never give up on Colt Brennan. I said, nope. this guy, I'm telling you, even though we're down 14, I said, we can still win. We came back and tied it up. Went down 14 again. Mm-hmm. They were begging me to leave. They were freezing. Their, their <laughs> fingers were numb. You know, they were cold and shivering. And I, I, yeah. said, I said, he came back once. He could do it again. sure enough, he let the, led the Warriors back from another 14-point deficit and won that game in overtime. And they were so glad at the end of that that they stayed to see that and celebrate with everyone after the game. I mean, it was just a lifetime of memories and the few years he had there. It's just
0: a lifetime of memories. And when we look at Colt's career and some of his biggest moments, um, the Sugar Bowl is one of them, obviously, um, or just getting us there. Maybe not the game itself. But what are you think as uh, some of the games that stood out to you that really, or plays even, that really showed what kind of um, athlete cause, uh, Colt Brennan was? Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, the Sugar Bowl getting this that was the undefeated season. Um, that was an incredible year. I think probably the second most game that stands out to me would be the bowl game in Hawaii against Arizona State. Uh, I think he threw five or six touchdowns and I don't know four or five hundred yards. I mean that seemed like the norm every game for him anyway. Yeah, um, that was just a big game. I think he broke some records in that game and. Uh, the San Jose game, the overtime game, the pouring down rain, of course, back then, I hate to go back to the San Jose State game, but that was when they had natural grass back then. Yeah. They didn't have the turf that they have mm-hmm. now, and that, that field was a mud bath. Yeah, yes, you know, it was. There was no traction on that field whatsoever. It was mud. Yes. Um, were you at that game as well? I wasn't. You
0: know, I was a substitute teacher. I was teaching at well, I was a long-term sub. I was just out of college. <laughs> I was teaching math at Milani High School, and I used to tell the kids there. I know I was a kid. I was I literally looked like I was like a freshman, and I was a teacher, but um, I um, yeah. like I would be like, I, guys, like the game is happening. Like hurry! I remember like getting home because it was like a Friday game on ESPN, and I remember getting home just in time to see like. Or I saw most of, like, the second half, maybe, and I was just like, wow. I mean, I remember running out my front door and screaming when we <laughs> won at the end because San Jose clearly had juiced the game um, by um, Dick Tomey had, like, drenched the field. So I thought it was great gamesmanship on San Jose's part. But, I mean, Colt and Devon, Bess and Gus Mullen and all those guys, they just couldn't be beaten. I mean, even if you tried slowing them down in the mud, it's like they couldn't be beat. What was it like just walking on mm-hmm. that field?
3: Oh, I mean, it was ankle deep with mud in, in some oh my places. God. I mean, it was... Oh, my God. It was, it was, it was, I mean, there was there was torrential downpours throughout that game, off and on. Of course, the wind was blowing like, you know, 25, 35-mile-an-hour gust. It was yeah. terrible. Um, yep. That was, uh... there was... There was a lot of doubt about that game, you know, yep. being down 14 points. Of and Being down 14 points again. And that, that That game stands out probably the most, and then probably the the ball game against Arizona State where he, he broke some records and uh, beat Arizona in that ball game. Um,
0: well, now that we are, um, you know, at that place where, like we say, Cole Brandon has now passed with us, um, um, we'll have a lot of memories, obviously, to share. But we also talk about how, you know, his is, a um, you know, um, not a cursory tale per se, but something that, you know, his life seems tragic, you know, with just the way it ended and just how we had so much potential for him. But, you know, when you look back at his legacy, um, what do you think uh, it, it will be
3: ultimately? Well, hopefully people will focus on, on the positive things about Cole yeah. Brennan. Um, everything in his life is very well documented in and- i I just want to focus on the positive things Mm -hmm. um yeah you know when he brought to the team the program really the state of hawaii i mean he really put that program back on the map Mm -hmm. Um, his legacy uh, in my opinion is he's he's going to be he's going to go down if he's not already down as the greatest quarterback in the history of the hawaii football program Mm -hmm. and 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 one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play college football, in in my opinion.
0: And I agree with that. I agree completely. And I think his career and his time that he came to UH in our program will overshadow anything else in his life. And of course, um, all of us um, do things that we wish we didn't. All of us have to go through our battles, um, but Colt had to be very open with his. I mean, as a public figure, everybody knew what he was going through. It was everything was always on display, and people don't realize like that kind of pressure too, um, and you know having his name out there. And we of course wish that he had been able to stick with the team. I think the Redskins drafting him was kind of unfortunate. I think that the, he wasn't really somebody that was maybe even looked at. It seemed like going into that season on that roster as a third quarterback. Um, despite playing really well in, you know, the preseason game, including the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, when he was just, like, zipping balls in like a needle mm-hmm. through, like, yarn through the eye of a needle. I mean, that was what's something that reminds me. Uh, when I think of Colton on the field, I think about his uh, his daringness, his ability to, to take risks, but um, make it look easy. Like, just cut through defenders. Yeah.
3: I, re- I recall that game, uh, the, the uh, um, game in Ohio. Mm-hmm. John Madden was, and Al Michaels, I think, was calling that game. And, and they were both just, you know, giving Colt all kinds of props on these throws he was making. Because yeah. they were right on the money, you know, things we've seen him do all the time. But um, Colt was uh, really a perfect fit for Hawaii. Um, he loved Hawaii. He embraced Hawaii. Hawaii embraced him, Hawaii loved him. He spent a lot, a lot of time with the fans, and, and especially the kids, always big time, you know, taking photos, shaking hands, you know, signing autographs, um, later in life working with some of the high school kids, uh, in, in football, I mean, the guy was, he was perfect for Hawaii, he really was, he's, mm-hmm. he's a Hawaiian, he's a Hawaiian treasure, a Hawaiian treasure.
0: Well, now that Cole Brennan has, um, you know, um, departed from us, uh, we it seems like a lot of people now are also appreciating him more <laughs> because um, we, we, we haven't been able to. And I think that, that goes to say for a lot, you know, it's like we, we see them. And we see them on the field, but then we forget that they're human beings too. And once the, once the, the lights go off, once they take the uniform off, they have to go in, out in the, in, into the world and live and, and be a part of society. And, um, you know, it's, some of them taking away injuries that um, they have to take with them with along, along the way as well without the monies and everything. And that was something I think that Colt, um, you know, that hit he took against Fresno, which I'll never forget. and He talks about a little bit in the interview, so I would say go back and watch my interview with him. Uh, it was from May 24th last year, nearly a year ago, almost a year ago to the day. Um, but that was a brutal hit and something I won't forget um, as well. But Colt, uh, you know, and that effective in the Nevada game, and Tyler Gronky had to play, and, you know, Dan Kelly had to make that kick. So, we, you know, just so much, uh, so many stories from that season. But Colt, every step along the way, a guy that was a steady force, a guy that led uh, by example, and a guy that, um, you know, everybody just loved to follow, it seemed like, on that team as
3: well. Exactly, exactly. He'll be missed for sure by all of Hawaii. Everybody in Hawaii loved Colt Brennan.
0: Yeah, everybody in Hawaii loved Colt Brennan. But Russ Cannon, uh, mahalo for joining us. Mahalo for sharing your feelings and your thoughts, and we'll talk to you again soon.
3: All right. Thanks for having me on, Wayne. I'll see you later on this year.
0: Uh, of course. We'll see you soon. And that's Russ Cannon, photographer, a guy on the road. You see a lot of him on the road. And we're moving along here with um, a, more and more guests. We're going to bring on uh, the incomparable Dara Young. Mm-hmm. If Dara Young oh, my is gosh. There, hi! Uh, you know, is she there? I, I'm waiting for her. Her um her video to come up so let's see let's see if we can get her video wait up. i'm here okay i don't know why her video's not your video's not popping up um
6: really oh
0: no i mean i see you in the thing but for some reason okay russ for some reason it's like want it's asking russ to we want dara it's probably for everyone dara okay there we go Okay. So, okay. You can see me. Yay. You no, know, no, it's fine. You're always on the go. And, you know, you just came back from Ohio as well. What was that Ohio trip like <laughs> for you? Let's talk about that real quick.
6: Oh, my God. It was so awesome. I, you know, we decided so last minute. We decided that night um, they won. Yeah. So, and- so I bought my tickets at 6 p.m. on Thursday night.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, so the Thursday night they won. Oh, my gosh. Wow.
6: Yes. Isn't that so crazy? So what time did
0: you leave? What time did you leave? Was it, You left on Friday, right?
6: 7.45 p.m., flight to Chicago, then transfer to Columbus. Yeah. Wow. Get in uh, at noon, take uh-huh. a quick nap, and then take yeah. a COVID
0: test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, people don't know the, you know, you have to get to COVID test. It's so humbug. But for those who made the trip to Columbus, and it was fun to see Dara, uh, shout out to El Chibo. Our friend as well who uh, made the last-minute trip. Um, it was fun to see a bunch of faces out there and exciting to see a Rainbow Warrior victory and a rainbow victory, a victory for the University of Hawaii, the entire athletics program. And I would say, you know, yes. you know, really one of the moments, uh, the pinnacles of the in the program's history. And um, all that excitement from that and the amazing trip. I remember coming home or being back in bed and, and hearing about um, or just feeling just the excitement from all of that and then mm-hmm. getting a call and hearing about Colt and just feeling deflated. Um, what mm. was it like for you hearing about Colt's passing? Me? Describe how you did. Yeah, for you.
6: Or oh, you yeah. Um, so Gary texted me about 7 a.m. yesterday. Was it the 7? Mm-hmm. He texted a bunch of us. Um, the Hawaii News Now notification.
0: Okay, okay.
6: I couldn't believe it. I got out of bed. But, you know, know, I don't think a lot of people know that I work in the booth at the football games. Mm -hmm, And I have mm -hmm. been for 30 years. Wow. And so all the time through the Colt Brennan years, you know, we're told to be objective and neutral. Don't cheer. So I really didn't cheer. Mm -hmm. And going to away (laughs) games were not cool either.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we only
6: really went to the (laughs) Sugar Bowl. starting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So from then, you know, that was his last game. And so I I feel like I never really cheered for him. And then I, you know, looked at social media all day and I was like, I was exhausted from crying because I feel like I never really cheered loudly for him.
0: Yeah. And I feel
6: like I just, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, that season of obviously and going to the Sugar Bowl and being able to Mm -hmm. be there. um, What were some of the memories Mm -hmm. you, you took away from that experience of just being a Hawaii fan, what that was like?
6: Well, it was amazing to see how many people showed up because mm. previously people said, Hawai'i people don't travel. They can't travel that far anyway. Um, they're not interested in spending that kind of money. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As we've all seen through the years, if it's a good product, a good experience, yeah. people will pay.
0: Of course. Money yeah.
6: is not an object or not a factor.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's once yeah. in a lifetime when well, we say that. I love to say once in a lifetime, mm-hmm. but it is because um it's it's like nfts right people are into these Mm non-fungible tokens and nfts mean like you can never be replaced and these experiences are irreplaceable you kind of just go to another experience you don't know what every there's so many factors that go into a game and uh, unfortunately when you go to Mm -hmm. a uh road game a lot of them include the final score which could have an adverse effect on your enjoyment of the entire tour and that's Mm -hmm. why i say it's not just the game or the outcome of the game it's that experience surrounding the game and all the places that Mm -hmm. we go and the food that we eat um um, but ultimately, yes. when we follow this team, it's because we love um, that representation and being from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And Colt was one of those people that really embraced Hawaii. Mm-hmm. From your perspective yes. and watching him play, what was that like And seeing him and his the way that he, he embraced uh, the islands?
6: Man, you know, I, you look back now and you realize how gracious he was. Mm-hmm. And how, how really gracious and open and humble he was. Yeah, um, to everyone, everyone. It didn't matter. He was just kind, and that's what we need in this world.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was. It yeah. was like they said. He would wait outside for, um, you know, to be one of the last people to leave. If people wanted to get his autograph, he was always willing mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, and especially mm-hmm. people don't realize if you're a, a recent uh, fan of the team that back then, I mean, it mm-hmm. was, was really celebrity status and. I don't know if how, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like the Twitter queen. You're like a social media guru. So, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know if 2007, you're already in big time in the Twitter game. But, you know, you know, like it it seemed like if that was happening now, wow, we'd have Mm -hmm. way more. You know, it would amplify, right? Like the amount of attention brought to the team.
6: I know. I think about those times, too, because you know, social media only became like <clears throat> maybe 2009, 10, mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And
6: yeah, but if it was in those days, holy smokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, it seems like, you know, our um, our team and it, that's something that we want to work on, right? We want to see fan engagement and mm-hmm. we want to mm-hmm. see how um, we can grow this program. And with Colt's passing mm-hmm. and with, with what happened with Colt, I do you think that that we could inspire the fan base through Colt's memory or what, what do you think we can, mm-hmm. how do we count? How, how do we um, help to fuel the memory of Colt Brennan and what he's done for our program and also assist in growing that fan base to that level of excitement once again?
6: Well, <clears throat> I know that a lot of people are putting plans in place. First of all, to, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I haven't said it out loud, but I, somehow hope that something is named after him yes whether yes, it's a yes. new football complex mm-hmm. or whatever i don't know whatever yeah mm-hmm. or some kind of scholarship or maybe a new um award for the football players
0: yeah yeah no at least then, um, for sure yeah the end oh, of the year a, yeah kimberly we have uh, something. kimberly garcia she she commented earlier mm-hmm. tonight on our facebook live you're watching on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook Live every Wednesday. We're also, you can listen to this on podcasts. You know, some people like to Mm -hmm. listen on the go. Uh, But Kimberly says, um, name the field after Cole Brennan. So that might be a a good Mm -hmm. idea as Mm
6: -hmm. well. Yes, yes. So something like that. And then also, um, yeah, I I really hope we can do something to honor his memory. Because uh, is he even in the Hall of Honor?
0: That's why I don't know, actually. I was thinking that. I don't think so. I don't think he is because um, I don't remember. I, the mm-hmm. only time I really remember him coming back is when they would honor, like, the team, like, that era. It mm-hmm, wasn't, like,
4: mm-hmm,
0: necessarily when he – I don't remember them him being there alone, like, um, mm-hmm, being honored. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think uh, Colt will be somebody that, like they say, stands alone, um, perhaps the greatest mm-hmm, quarterback mm-hmm. to ever come out of UH. And when you hear things like that, mm-hmm. someone that's been around the program so long – um right. is that hyperbole? Is that um are we just um you know, are we do you think people are just saying that because, you know, it's like, oh, it's Colt and we we've heard, but um truly, I mean how, what what do you feel like when you what will be his ultimate legacy <clears throat> as Colt
6: Brennan? Um yeah, I think he is definitely the best player to ever don a UH uniform ever. Mm-hmm. And he did it because of his charisma too mm-hmm. um he and then his kindness of course and yes. and he took this program and this university and the state to heights that we've never been before
0: yes 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 mm-hmm. and it's like those heights they're so hard to get to and you know mm-hmm. as a fan that mm-hmm. you know you can't take it for granted when you're when mm-hmm. you're winning you can't take it for granted when you know you have um these seasons these dream seasons because uh, mm-hmm. they don't come they don't happen that often um mm-hmm. but uh oh justin justin who's going to join us soon justin Baptiste. he says the team is mm-hmm. in the honor so uh, that's true yes the team the 2007 the entire team was inducted but he's not inducted oh, individually.
2: oh. thank you
0: justin he's going to join us to talk about that actually
6: oh, uh, awesome. next
0: um but you know uh dara young i mean any last thoughts um as you um, reflect on what has been a really busy several few days for you and just some of those feelings Mm -hmm. of up and down what has that been like
6: yeah it's been just from the highest of highs as fuchsia said you know the highest of highs Mm -hmm. and the lowest of lows i feel like last night i was totally exhausted i woke up this morning i felt like yesterday was a bad dream I, I was, like, yeah. totally crying. I was seeing all the news reports. They did such a beautiful job, you know, like Jim Mendoza, Rob mm-hmm. DeMello. Their stories mm-hmm. were just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when you see guys cry, it's like, oh, God, I'm a mess <laughs> now. And I hope no one comes to my office. I do
0: that a lot on this show, too. So, I mean, you're free you to <laughs> yeah. see me cry. But, you know, he's just that kind of guy. He was able to move, uh, Colt was, to move everyone into mm-hmm. – Really bring together mm-hmm. people in a way that um, was like almost like a politician. I mean, he probably could have ran for yes. public office, right? Oh, yes. That year. <laughs> yes.
6: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, but you know, Dara yeah. Young, uh, Mahalo for joining us. I you're always Thank on the go. You, Appreciate. Uh, follow her. Go find Dara on social media. She's a huge <laughs> fan. Thanks. I was so happy to see her in Ohio. <laughs> and uh, i wear ma- my
6: colors today too.
0: Yes, that's right. And if you're out and about, the Rainbow Warrior volleyball team is on a trolley mm-hmm. making their rounds. So I'm getting reports that people are seeing them out and around um, town. <laughs> so maybe you'll see Dara yes. too. But mahalo for joining us, Dara.
6: All right. Thanks, Wing.
0: Uh, thank you. Aloha. Bye-bye. Bye.
6: And
0: that's and uh, Dara Young. Um, she um, was in Ohio. Mm. She made all of those, um, you know, those connections to go from uh, Honolulu to wherever she was going to next, um, Columbus. Um, But we're going to have Justin Baptiste join us. um, And I'm going to actually take, sorry, I have to, I'm I'm doing some, um, okay, there we go live editing sure. kind things kind things but Justin you you had a chance and Justin first of all introduce yourself to everyone talk about yourself a little
5: bit so i'm Justin Baptiste and aspiring reporter you know currently going to school in college at HCC but mm-hmm. definitely been around a lot of the sports and entertainment for quite some time and uh it's a pleasure to be on here with you
0: well, I'm thanks. I mean, I know that you've um, you've been around a little bit. You've talked to a lot of people, and um, you've been able to um, make connections. And, and Colt was one of those guys as well, right? That you got to talk to and talk about that.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, Colt was such a great guy, such a success story from from the beginning. And you know, we had a chance to talk on Instagram. like I'm sure a lot of people have,
3: mm-hmm. and.
5: Mm-hmm had a chance we had a chance to meet up uh, nice you know when he when he was in carver okay you know the west side of town
0: okay cool you know we yeah
5: yeah sat down and had a sit-down interview you know we were talking about sports and football and just kind of getting to know more about him and Mm -hmm. seeing what he likes and seeing the different things that he enjoys and whatnot so uh, just a great guy and um, you know it's definitely somebody that you know, we're
0: gonna all miss for sure and um you know you've seen some players come through this program and you know um what and and go through college football in general and colt um you know stands out but what do you think it is about Colt brandon that made him stand out
5: i think for me it was it was his personality it was his personality how he approached himself how he was very uh respected on the island um always said the right things, always was just, you know, for you know, team first, team first player. And just you could tell he always wanted to get back to the community, get back to the islands, and would do anything that he could to make that happen. So I think for me, that's what I'll that's what I will remember the most from him.
0: Well I think Cole also like you've seen like the way that he was able to galvanize the whole state, right? Bring people together. What 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 would you liken that to? If somebody was like, what was it wasn't like, you know, kids, they're now kids, right? Because like that was legit like 15 years ago when Cole Brandon was doing this, right? Or 14 years ago. Um, so people are there are like kids now that are they were like four, right, when they when or you know in, in college. So some of them probably don't have um, the clearest memory of Cole Brandon, and uh, you know, with technology and media and HD media, it's hard to um, lose that. Uh, the receipts are there, right? Now we don't have to, it's like the guys from the 50s and 60s are like back in my day, it's like they don't have anything to like disprove. Um, But everything is out there with Cole Brandon and you can go back and watch almost all of every one of his plays. Um, But what stands out a lot about him, you know, we talk about is like that helmet, that swag and um, that that it's that persona as well. And talk about how that with an athlete is is something that's so important like today and when we talk about branding as well.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a positive athlete, you know, will attract and draw many fans. Mm-hmm. And it's how, you, it's how you handle yourself in the media. It's how you handle yourself as a person that people will attract to you. And I think for Colt, you know, I can remember um, just before that season started, I remember they had our Ohana Days Festival at the stadium. And I'm sure you probably remember, remember that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Big corner big line around the corner. I mean, you had Jason Rivers there. You had Ryan Grice-Mullen. Dion mm-hmm. Wright Jackson, Keilor Polaris. Yeah. Yaki Funaki. Like, yeah. They were all there. look will for everybody. Yeah. And just to see the line of, of people for, for not only Colt, but for everybody, just show how the mm-hmm. island has had and always had support for yeah. its team. So yeah. that was a special time. And, you know, Next, next thing you know, you know, Nate Lauer gets, a
0: draft,
5: uh, gets drafted
0: in the NFL today, so. I mean, we had, you talk about some of these names. Um, I actually signed autographs, not because they I was on the team, but because I was staying in the same hotel, and, like, there would be, like, autograph hounds just wanting to sign. I, I was just like, okay, I'm, I mean, I am a scrawny. I mean, I'm a 62, I guess. So people are like, okay, you're on the team, right? You look like you're 14, but are you on the team? But I was like, sure, even though I was a graduate from college. Um, But, you know, that was just, like, the phenomenon. Like, you wouldn't see that now, right? You wouldn't see, like, people hounding um, our team for autographs. Um, And that was, like, just a phenomenon and and how explosive that was uh, on the national scene, right? Like, watching SportsCenter, watching Lee Corso, watching, um, you know, these guys on College Game Day talking about UH every week. Like, it was like a dream, right? It's like one of those things as a kid growing up, you're like, um, any UH reference, I would always call my grandpa, like, oh, my gosh, this guy said that UH versus Air Force. And he was like, what? And I'm like, he said plus three UH. And I was like, I think that's a gambling show. I'm like, oh, yeah. It was like all these confusing shows are talking about lines. I'm like, I'm a kid. I don't know. I'm just watching like sports. But it was cool to always have Hawaii um, on the national conscious because, you know, we're the last game. Like our games would be at 7 or something. I remember going up. So it's like midnight or 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Like legit would be like Sunday. They would put it as like, why is your game on Sunday? But it's like, no. In your neck of the woods, it's on Sunday, but in Hawaii, it's still Saturday, so it's like confusing also for a television. Um, but we have kind of created our own culture in Hawaii that is, you know, just kind of been different from what we've seen in um, in 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 other parts of the world and in college. But what do you think it is that makes Hawaii stand apart, and how do you think Colt was a part of that and its success?
5: Well, I mean, we're in paradise. You know we're in paradise, and I think that for Colt, um, what he did at that time was was special. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. that we didn't we never even thought would happen. I mean, yeah. you talk about ESPN, you talk about all yeah. the major sports networks. I mean, we were like Alabama with you know the national rankings. We were we were that type of national exposure. Where every week yeah. we had something yeah. to talk about you know, for Hawaii to get that exposure and get the national um, activity that it did, I think it not only put Hawaii on the map, but I think it also put future, you know, college player recruits, future coaches, future people um, in their mind to say, hey, if Colt Brennan could do it, I can go to the islands and do the same thing as well. So I think you'll have a lot of players mm-hmm. um, who still want to come down to Hawaii to play just because of the Colt Brennan era. You, know, you yeah. talk about Jr. Jr. Uh, Hemsley, who used to watch games at one, two in the morning from Oklahoma. You know, mm-hmm. wanted to come out mm-hmm. and play. That's right. Yeah. So, I, I think, I think even more now, because they want to carry that. They want to carry that tradition. I yeah. feel you. I feel it's just going to be, a, you know, a rapid, you know, recruiting for years to come. I think.
0: Well, I think um, that's going to be Colt's legacy as well—not just what he's done, but what he will do for the future. And I think um, one way um, that we can ensure that his legacy is intact is by immortalizing him, is memorializing him in some way. Um, Kimberly also says we need a Colt Brennan Day. That would be cool. That should be the day that they beat Boise. Or maybe a boy. Yeah, I like that. Um, like a Colt Brennan Day. Like every year, somehow to mem- memorialize him. Like definitely the 15 patch is probably going to be something a part of the uniform. I would imagine um they're also a hashtag retire 15 campaign is underway and we want to see the number 15 retired i don't think we can really f- i don't think anybody can really wear it especially now now that he's passed i don't think and now that you know he wouldn't be able to give his blessing on somebody getting the number particularly um that number should be reserved for colt brandon forever and ever and ever number 15. um but what are some other ways you think that the the program can honor colt brandon's memory
5: mm-hmm. I think for me just remember the motivation, the 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 strength to withstand anything. I, I think that's what people need to remember is because you know they were down a lot of games but mm-hmm. they didn't quit. You know, yeah. I remember being in New York when it was after midnight. I remember the San Jose State game and I was like, Oh man, we're we gonna come back from this but you know the team had the team was such a gel team. Mm-hmm. at that time that they never quit yeah they they, they wanted to pursue an undefeated season mm-hmm. and they got it and and it's all about teamwork it's all about just gelling together and doing it as one
3: mm-hmm.
5: so i think you were it, in new
0: york well, at the time were you so you, are you born and raised in hawaii are you from hawaii originally
5: uh from out originally from new york but raised okay. out here in hawaii
0: okay since, cool
5: since, since, so yeah yeah wow
0: so where did you go to u h as well?
5: No no, no um, oh you're at u h now, go. you said right I, yeah uh
0: community college okay well I, I, I well it it is something that like you said, you've seen so much, and that's part of you know being like you said an aspiring reporter is like that knowledge base being able to reference um sports history, and I know you you've seen a lot of that and um, are, are able to do that so we definitely wish you best of luck with that but um you know just any any final you know memories that you want to share about Colt this
5: is very humble very humble uh, gave back to everybody mm. and uh, never turned anybody down you know That's was right. always gonna be there until the last person was there so just a great guy humble guy and uh, somebody that, you know, will be uh, in forever history.
0: That's right. He'll be there forever. And Cole Brennan, um, remembering him tonight forever in our hearts, in our minds. Um, mahalo, Justin, for joining us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Aloha. Thank you. All right. So we are, um, you know, we're getting to that time of the program. Um, I know it's been uh, a quick night I, I, our brother Kaveh Key um, if you watched our Colt Brennan special last year it was about May of last year almost a year ago to the day we had Colt and Kaveh did uh, a little entry and I wanted to play it again if you don't uh, if you hadn't heard it before um, this was from last year um, and he reposted it again Sorry. So you got the the Bow Flow. He is the Bow Flow on. He he made some uh, raps about uh, UH men's volleyball as well. So that was pretty cool. But here's uh, Cave. Oh, yeah. For that, I was, he even told me um, I was hoping he would join us. He talked about that's how he became a fan. And Cave is from Los Angeles and um, was one of those uh, guys who 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 became a fan via television, via those late night performances on Fox Sports West and these other regional. Uh, stations that would show Hawaii football when when the rest of the world was already over with their football day, Hawaii was still going. That's the best part about Hawaii, right? We can watch football all day, especially on Saturday. Watch the first games, all the East Coast games starting at like 6 a.m. and you get to watch UH all the way to the very end of just like a whole day of football. Um, and that's uh, you know uh, kind of the part of our culture. Like we were talking about, um, our culture in Hawaii is different. It's not like any other other place. It's not like any other Division One program and you have to know that, you have to know when you come to Hawaii that we are different, that um, you have to adjust to us because, you know, it's our program and local people um, as, as fans of this program, as the stakeholders of this program, you know, our culture is embedded, our local culture is embedded into this program, uh, one that is about love and loyalty and humility and, um, you know, when the success comes, we love the success, but uh, we just want to see our guys play hard and be humble and Colt was all of those things. But he was also successful. And he also set all these amazing records. Um, some of them just, you know, we're just starting to hear be broken. And that's only because a lot of schools are em- emulating um, <clears throat> what, you know, June Jones and some of the other run and shoot coaches are doing, a lot of their schemes. Uh, and that's, you know, it, it, it went from the run and shoot is a gimmicky offense. And it's kind of wacky to see these mid-major conferences uh, running all these schemes to now where even like Alabama and the SEC teams are running all kinds of uh, spread read option and doing all kinds of things in the field. And, you know, that's just how the game will innovate. And it was nice to see that at Hawaii, that that revolution, especially for a school whose uh, athletics budget is dwarfed by the major schools, by the major conferences like the SEC. Yet Hawaii was there. Hawaii was up there in... uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and I was there too, and a lot of you were there as well. And we got to see our team and and our name in lights, and it was because Colt Brennan. And we always felt if Colt Brennan was there, anything could happen. If Colt Brennan um, was on the field, if Colt Brennan, um, you know, just had some time on the clock, he could make something happen. For me, it was September 10th, 2005, uh, the first time I really... um, saw Cole Brennan with my my first uh, in in-life, in-real-life in person. It's, I don't know why it's taking me so long to say that I see him play live for the first time, but that's what I mean. I was very sentimental. It was Michigan State. I was in college in the East Coast and uh, stayed with a friend in Michigan, and we got tickets, and um, um, it was amazing. I mean, we, we lost like 42-14, to 14, uh, and um, we had a few penalties as well, crazy stuff, but... It was still cool, and we were wearing those silver jerseys, which nobody could see from the press box, and they talked about So that's the only time we wore those jerseys, I believe. That was the only one game where it was, like, silver on white. But I sat next to Colt's dad, and Colt started that game. And I don't know if people remember, but Colt would throw up. Like, he would be, like, so nervous that he would, like, throw up, and then he would play, and he would do that, like, on the field. Um, but Colt threw up and went in that game and, you know, changed the course of UH football history and um the 2005 season was really pivotal and um and even though that was not i don't even think it was a winning season that was a season where um uh, you know there was some transition uh coming from the timmy chang um you know nick rolovich era and rolling into um you know colt brennan and and this new collection of of um quarterback talent which you know we seem to always have and we, we even stockpile at uh uh um, but Colt was, was was different. He stood apart. Um, was more. It was his hair. It was his perseverance. It was his character. It's like he had all of the elements. And um, he was a rock star. He was our rock star. And he was humble. And he um, loved us back. And that was something that we'll always remember about Colt Brennan was his um, ability to recognize our love for him and to make us feel that same love back. Because... Um, that's what we want of our sports heroes. We don't want them to just be like these mythical figures that, you know, we never get to talk to or, or, or touch, but we, we really look at them as um, human beings. And Colt was that. He was all of those things. Was he a Greek tragedy? Was his story? Maybe you could make that argument, but that's only because we saw all of his humanity. And once you reach a certain level, people know this in life. Once you reach a certain status, It's hard. The camera will always want to find you, and the media will always want to create a narrative around you because um, it might mean more eyeballs. It might be selling more papers or ad space, and Colt Brennan was one of those guys that was an easy target sometimes because of the arrest, because of um, some of those other things. And I only say those things because he was open about them. He's not going to run away from that. I don't think we should fixate on on any of those things absolutely not but Colt wasn't a guy that would run away from that and he came on the show and was open and um, it was amazing to see his openness and willingness and I'm so grateful for that chance to be able to talk to him and spend that hour and such and he wanted to keep going I mean he could have kept going for hours and part of me wishes I did you know like I felt bad almost like I want to bring him back on again and you know you might not get that chance so maybe you should take it when you get it you know and it's something that's a lesson for all of us is we never know when we'll get another chance again. We'll never know when we're going to get another chance in life. we we'll never know when we're going to get another chance with our family, with our friends, with the people that um, we might see every day, with the people that we only see so often. Um, losing Cole Brandon at the age of 37 resonates with me because I'm 38. Well, I'm the same. I was just turned 38. I was born in the same year as Cole Brennan. And it's, it's crazy when you see somebody your age. Um, die and um, especially way too young I mean I'm still growing up I'm still a kid I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm still um, you know gaining more and more passion for this team and and its history and um, you know I see a future for this program that might um, be a little bit rocky for sure but that's only going to require more and more of those out there who are true supporters of this team, to step up their game and come out support, and you know, hopefully, I mean, I, I hope we get a, a rocking stadium, which I, I would, I would hope so for for the fall. Um, given that the stadium is now capacity is shrunken, um, it looks like we're gonna have fans in all the games. I know the Chiefs also announced today. Today was the NFL schedule release, which is a big day. You know, be, uh, we were gonna talk about that. We also talk about uh volleyball and that great trip. And I'm gonna. You know, start talking about those things again. Thanks for all of those have been following my coverage from Ohio, from Columbus. I'm going to cover UH men's volleyball winning a national championship, and it was amazing to be up there. And um, you know, it's hard to have that um, you know comeback as well. Um, that comeback down to earth um, with the news of Colt, but I know that he left a, a, a remarkable legacy. He left highlights. He left. Um, words. Please check out that interview um, with him that I did last year with him. I'll make sure to link it. Uh, I'll put it on um, the YouTube as well and on uh, the Hawaii Sports Fans channel, Spotify, uh, Apple, wherever you get your playlists, wherever your, your podcasts, go find us. Um, please like us. Mahalo to everyone that joined our program today. Shane Agno, Sean Iman, Russ Cannon, Ryan Sue, Dara Young, Justin Baptiste, I think got all of them, all huge UH fans, and I'm gonna to continue to reach out. So if you want to ever be a part of our show, let us know. Um, we're gonna um, keep going along with our tours as well. Please check out our UCLA tour; it's starting to fill up. Um, that tour is now going to, um, oh, will also include a Dodgers game and home run seats. Uh, Yankees versus Angels and a game at SoFi Stadium, and which is going to be amazing. A preseason game, but still to be in that uh, stadium, the world's greatest stadium. Uh, very exciting today to have all the NFL games out. Um, and I still have to go back and dissect all of them. But um, it's like Christmas every time we can fill out all of those uh, spots on the calendar. Uh, but thank you all for joining. Mahalo for sharing your memories of Colts. Uh, mahalo for um, you know, joining us in the comments Jenny as well It was a great interview that you did with Colt So glad you had that chance Mahalo Jenny I'm grateful I had that chance um, And thank you all for just uh, being here uh, tonight um, We'll talk to you again Aloha